well, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and well, there's no sound of the beach. There's no sound of trees and and gardens and birds and tweet. Where are we? We're in a car. We're driving to Melbourne. It's Friday. It's to Melbourne Friday, and going for a weekend in Bright, uh, doing some gravel bike riding, and then going down to Melbourne to visit my beautiful, amazing Melbourne clients. And well, I'm not alone. I'm here with Jessica. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Say, same French. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. There you go. She's from Belgium. So, uh, yeah, the car's all loaded up and we're on our way. And today I want to talk about something that people, I think, get a little confused about when you talk about denials, affirmations, and, uh, and visualization. So, in the uh, digital uh, produced blog, which is the other um, um, audio program uh, and the blog post that I've been putting on uh, Inner Wealth, you'll find me describing this in quite some gory detail. And the way it goes is like this, there's, there's a higher mind and there's a lower mind. The lower mind is the one that's in your head and the subconscious that goes with it. So there's a conscious and a subconscious, they're partners in crime. So the subconscious is the thing that's full of memories and beliefs and thoughts and experiences. You know, you put your hand on a hot stove, it teaches you don't put your hand on a hot stove. That goes into the subconscious. And so next time you go anywhere near a hot stove, you don't put your hand on it. So thank goodness we got a, we got a subconscious. Um, and so the subconscious mind has all these memories and, and, and it's really what is commonly called a cesspool. It's a swamp. Uh, you don't know what's in it. Uh, many people are obsessed with cleaning it and getting it cleansed out, but the, the best way to think of the subconscious mind is a bucket of mud, and the best way to clean a bucket of mud typically is rather than try to extract all the mud is to leave the damn thing alone, and the mud will go to the bottom of the bucket and you'll have clean uh, water on top if you leave it alone. Now, every time you delve into a negative reaction to something, you stir the mud up. So, negative reaction is like, I don't like this, and I don't want that, and this is not good, and I'm angry about that, and I'm crying about this. So, the subconscious, just having a little bit of a sprint here with a few cars, so I'm just, I get nervous. Anyway, the subconscious is, is full up with all this uh, reactive stuff and um, and so every time we react or act or operate from the subconscious mind we activate the mud put the subconscious mind and the conscious mind together and that's what we call your ego so your ego is your conscious mind this thing on top the brain and all its uh, and stuff and the subconscious one is all your memories and all your agendas and all your values and all the things that go with it and that's really really important to know because that's you now there's a third place there's a third place and that's called the subliminal mind the subliminal mind and the subliminal mind is if you for example you want to reach your arm out in front of you or if you want to throw a tennis ball the subliminal mind is the mind that gets a picture of your arm going forward with a tennis ball in it, releasing the ball and having it land in a, um, 
I, I don't know, in a, in, a, in a cricket wicket or in a hockey stick or in a goal or, or you know, back to the tennis player, the, the subliminal mind develops an image of what it wants or in another way, what you want. You have a thought, you create an image and then it instructs the ego to go and do it, which means your subconscious and your conscious mind go and do what the subliminal mind said. So it forms a loop. You think something, oh, I'm going to throw a ball. The subliminal mind sees it, sees you throwing a ball. Your body responds to that and actually raises your arm with the ball in it and hurdles it. Now that all happens in a nanosecond. So we're not talking about the length of time this podcast has taken to describe it. We're talking about it almost imperceptible measurements of time, very similar to a Formula One Grand Prix where you hear people talking in one thousandth of a second um, difference between the first row of the grid and uh, the third row of the grid in the, at the start of a race or in swimming where they're talking about you know, the touch point of the pressure of the finger on the touch point at the end of the pool being a hundredth of or a thousandth of a second. So we're talking almost imperceptible amounts of time where the measurement goes from the conscious brain, geez, I'm going to play tennis. The subconscious brain goes, yeah, I've played it before, I know what to do. The subliminal mind says, okay, guys, here's a picture, and they go and execute. So we've got these three minds. Now, the thing is, go back to the start of this conversation. What we said was the subconscious and the conscious brain work hand in hand. And the subconscious is really important because it, it, it helps us take shortcuts. So for example, if um, I'm going to throw, I, every single time I throw a ball, I don't have to learn again. Your subconscious remembers how you threw it. And if you get better and better at throw it and throw it, like basketball hoops or driving a car or riding a bike, the subconscious develops memory of it. And therefore, when you say ride, you don't have to think. It just automatically does. Now that's really good from the positive side of thing, but it's also not so good from the negative side of thing because it also remembers shit that happened or problems that occurred or trouble that you had or people you didn't like or events that took place. And you go, I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. I don't want this to happen. So the subconscious mind remembers all that shit and prohibits you going there. That's the ego being protective. So the subconscious brain can actually develop corrupted, uh, memories, com- corrupted viewpoints of how life should and shouldn't go because it, it, it had an experience, it might have had a divorce or it might have had a, uh, a failure in exam or it might have fallen off the bike and goes, I don't want to do that anymore, I don't want to do that anymore, I don't want to be there anymore, I don't want to have that anymore, I don't want to experience pain anymore. And so the subconscious develops these patterns and memories, which is the mud, all right? And it's the judgments and it's the mud. And the problem is if we keep acting on those memories and those beliefs and those patterns, which in a simple language we're going to call emotion, but it's not just emotion, it's more, it's feelings and all sorts of things. If we operate our lives on those things, we're pretty much at the mercy of the variables, the things that we uh, didn't consciously decide, but subconsciously absorbed into our life. Now, when we say we want to be successful, we may end up having a competition between what we want, 
the memories we're storing in our subconscious brain, the thoughts we're having in our conscious brain, our values that were pre-stored in our subconscious brain, and the pictures that the subliminal mind has got, which is what you said when you said you wanted to be successful. So you might say, I want to win a gold medal in the Olympics at ping pong. And the, the sub, subliminal mind goes, oh, I can see that, I can see that. Yep, 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 yep. I got that, I got a picture, I got a picture. And the subconscious brain says, yeah, but that's going to cost you, oh, we've been here before, you failed last time, it's really disappointing, I don't want you to go there. And so the subliminal subconscious mind starts to develop a resistance to the picture in the, in the, in the subliminal mind. So there's a picture and then there's a memory. The brain or the conscious mind is going, come on, I'm going to the Olympics. And it tells everybody about it because it's the ego. And it tells everybody, oh, I'm going to the Olympics. It's going to be so amazing. Look at me, look at me. And that causes endorphins and it causes all sorts of chemistry in the conscious brain. But the subconscious is going, yeah, but I remember that shit happened last time. So I'm not really engaged. I'm not really going to let it happen because I'm here to protect you. I'm your ego. I'm going to protect you. So the subconscious brain starts to develop escape routes, sabotage process. In the meantime, the subliminal brain goes, well, hang on. You said you were going to get up this morning at 6 o'clock. It's now 7 o'clock. You've run out of time to go for your run, your bike ride, your do your poetry, read your affirmations, do all this thing. You've run out of time. And now you've got to have breakfast and get going. So the subliminal mind is going, nah, I'm not so sure I'm going to be clear on these images that you described. In fact, I might just make them a little foggy. So you go, I want to go to the Olympics and I can see myself being sort of like maybe and then there's this thing called doubt. And the doubt is because the picture becomes, the picture in the subliminal mind becomes doubtful. Now the subliminal mind is what we call the higher mind. Now the higher mind, which connects you to everything high, uh, such as the universe, and such as energy and the flowers and the birds and the beauty of life, that subliminal mind gets foggy. And then we start relying heavily on the lower mind, which is the conscious and the subconscious brain, the part of you that has memories and emotions and feelings. Cutting through all this, we come up with three words. We come up with the word denial, affirmation, vision, visualization. Let's talk about denial, shoots the subconscious's memories off the fence. And basically it goes like this. When you say a word like fear, it's got a huge negative, it can have a huge negative connotation to it. But what if you reset that word in a different way? What if you said eliminating risk which is a positive word, or failure. What if you took that word failure and reframed it into a positive word like learning from experience? Now, everybody loves learning from experience. Nobody loves failure. So the word failure triggers the mud of the subconscious brain. It triggers the mud of the subconscious brain to rise up in the water and muck everything up. In other words, it doesn't just 
doesn't just form a, a little bit of a, a smudgy patch around whatever you're dealing with. It, it forms a smudgy patch through your whole subconscious, conscious mind. And then you get overwhelmed and then you get disappointed and then you get a depression and then you give up and then you lose your willpower and then you lose everything. So keeping the subconscious brain uh, part of your mind, keeping that, let's say, uh, calm or not disturbed means not triggering it into defense, which means not using negative language about yourself. So for example, Right now, I'm carrying three kilos extra body weight. And I could say, negatively, I could say, I'm fat, I'm clumsy, I'm ugly, I'm negative. Or I could say, I've got three kilos of storage ready for a bike ride. Or I could say, I've got three kilos of comfort around my stomach. Or I've got three kilos of nurturing on my body and then I turn three kilos of bad into three kilos of good and I don't disrupt the subconscious mind to start down the path of protecting me from my own attack but it goes not only for yourself because if you talk about another person in a negative context you are stirring up the same subconscious part of your mind if you say that person's stupid or that person's um, um, uh, uh, ignorant, you're stirring up all your judgments and you're stirring up all the crap that is the basis for all the judgments from the sub subconscious mind into the conscious mind and next thing you know, just by saying, being critical of another human being or being mean to them or being disciplinarian to them, you've become stirred up and the mud is again in the water. So to keep the mud down, you would say, that person has a lot to learn. Well, that's a positive thing. Or that person, um, that person, if you said they're ignorant, you say, that person's operating a lot from their feelings. They must be very intuitive. You can find a way to spin everything across from negative into positive. And that's called denial. It's not a river in Egypt. Denial. Oh, fuck. That's so bad. It's not a river in Egypt. And it's not an island in the Whitsundays. Sunday Isle. <laughs> now you know why Jess is with me. She laughs at my jokes. <laughs> so, what we, what we get from all this conversation is... We get an understanding of how success comes. Success comes when the mind, the conscious mind, uses willpower to deny the negative, not stir up the mud of the subconscious, to instruct the subconscious with an affirmation and therefore leave the subconscious engaged with a positive statement, but then appeal to the subliminal mind, which is the thing that causes you to act and action around you and manifest things, cause the subliminal mind a movie, a picture, a visualization. Now, 
every great achiever in the history of the planet has done these three things in some way or another. Um, and even the more evil success stories, such as Hitler and uh, Pol Pot and some really horrible human beings, again, use the same three steps, but they used it for evil. And that's why this stuff is sort of made complicated, sort of made refined, because used against people, it can be as powerful as used for people. So be aware that if you start this process and you start sharing it with the world and going, hey, everybody, uh, look what Chris taught me today, uh, you might be handing a shotgun to a kid. Um, so I believe that the, the fact that you're listening to this right now means you are ready to be my student. And I believe that you would come to this because it's not been advertised, it's not been promoted on any social media. I haven't put um, advertisements on LinkedIn or anything of the sort. All it is, is you found this place. And therefore, I think, I believe you're ready to tap into this part of yourself. Now, this subliminal mind, let's talk about it. The subliminal mind doesn't belong to you. It's not my subliminal mind. The subliminal mind belongs to the ether, the atmosphere around you. And that's why when, when you communicate pictures to your subliminal mind, other people nearby you can feel the shift in you. They, you know, they, you don't even have to speak it. You don't even have to echo it. Suddenly, your presence, suddenly your energy, suddenly your, the aura around you expands. And if you really do your affirmations and the affirmations I talk about, which are, you know, connected, the universal forces flow through me, I listen to the light of my soul and obey, um, I am connected to the universe, uh, I have the, uh, the, the energetic gift of all knowledge, past, present and future. If you start saying these things, the aura around you is not just limited to the, uh, the, 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 the framework of this car. I'm traveling down the freeway with an aura connected to the universe. And that is what's called the power of attraction. So when you hear people rattling on about the power of attraction, it's because three things have happened. One, your mind has thought something with a will, with the will to stay positive. Two, you've denied the negative. You've flipped it, if you want to call it that, or rebalanced it, or taken off your pig poo boots, as we talked about in the 30-day challenge. You've flipped it. You've affirmed the positive. You've affirmed where you want to go. And finally, you've developed a movie in your mind which is of your affirmations, I am the universal forces flow through me, or um, I listen to the light of my soul and obey, or I do what I love and I love what I do, or I uh, whatever. And we, 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 there are some scripted standard affirmations I've already given you. And these connect you to the bigger, the bigger story, the universe, and how, do, how connected to the universe you are will depend on how much you can visualize of the universe. And that's why it's really, really important, really, really important to go online every now and again and look up the Hubble telescope and go on a journey on the, on the website that shows Hubble's amazing pictures of 50 billion galaxies with 
with trillions of stars in each one and just realize what you are connected to when you go to the subliminal mind. In your subconscious, you're in you. You're a little package, a little bubble with a ball on its head thinking, look at me, I'm me, and with an ego that contains that. When you get outside of that, when you go out into the subliminal mind, you're outside your ego, you have a purpose greater than yourself, you have energetic field bigger than yourself, and this energetic field, which is a vision, a visualization, is what people resonate with when they meet you. Now, if you go home every night and you have blue, or you have an argument with your partner, or you drink too much at night, or you do all these things, all you're doing is stirring up the mud of the subconscious mind. You're not stirring up the mud of the conscious. You're stirring up the mud of memories and unfulfilled experiences and fears and guilt. And then the next day you get up and go, I'm gonna do my affirmations. That's not gonna cut it. That's not gonna cut it because the mud and the fog and the blue and the heaviness of the subconscious mind will outweigh the movie of the subliminal mind. So it's a three-step process. Deny, affirm, visualize. This is Chris, you have a beautiful day. If you've got a question about this, I'm totally here for it. Uh, just have to email me if you can somehow on my pretty website find a way to do so. Bye for now.